And uh, we are live. Welcome back for the seven, 17th episode. Yeah, 17th episode of the DGEN Report. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Today we are joined by two of our good friends, fellow degenerates themselves, Gray and Bruce. And I will um, turn it over to them, let them introduce themselves. So guys, if you could just say a little bit um, more about like yourself, how you got into um, Cardano NFTs, you know, what led you to that point, what you do in the CNFT space, um, and yeah, just whatever you want to talk about. But yeah, I'll turn it over to you guys and let you have it. All right. Um, ahead, yeah, so uh, my name is Brucey. Uh, first of all, thank you both for having me on here. Big fans, of course. Um, gosh, let's see. Um, so I was in the stock market. Um, I started um, in there right before all of the spikes. Um, so I, I got really interested in that. I was doing all the um, you know technical analysis stuff, looking in, um, just learning all the terminology, everything like that. Well. Um, you know, fast forward uh, about a year or so after that, um, I knew about crypto, but I discovered um, Cardano. I actually, it's funny, I, I watched an old video from, I can't remember his last name, but it's like a Max. Max, maybe it starts with an L. He did stock market videos, but he, he had this Cardano uh, video that I watched and and yeah, um, I liked what I hear so heard. So um, I kind of you know did my research, and I'm kind of a nerd geek too. So whenever I found out Cardano was real tech ridden and that sort of thing, um, I, I jumped in pretty much full force. Um, then fast forward to when NFTs dropped on Cardano. Um, didn't know much about any of it, but I wanted a piece of it. Uh, and then yeah. Um, DCC um, came about, you know, they were one of the first. Um, I wanted a part of it, didn't make the mint, um, stared at one of my favorites that I'll never sell uh, for probably four days and watched it go up about 400 ADA, um, but still got it. Um, it was my ticket in, you know. Same. Um, yeah, right, I'm sure a lot of us <laughs> did, so. Um, but yeah, uh, fast forward, um, you know, all, all the beginning stages were great. Um, lots of hype for, for DCC and other projects too, but um, I, I wasn't huge on Twitter and about seven, eight months ago, I decided when everything was kind of at a lull and there wasn't much going on in the space uh, that I would dive in and try to get inside the community, meet, you know, meet, meet everybody that I see every single day. Um, and so, yeah, started that whole thing, um, got real active in the DCC, and um, really, here we are. I, uh, you know, Gray and, and Ty um, were, were grateful enough to um, uh, reach out to me, and, and, you know, I guess that was something they discussed with Jack beforehand, but they, you know, asked me to be on the team, and, um, yeah, nice. I mean, it's just been... It's just been a roller coaster, you know, fast forward to Vegas, fast forward to now, and uh, it's it's a super cool thing, so. Awesome. And on the top of that, before we go any further, so I remember that during CNFTCon, both Gray and you got something special. Mind, like, <laughs> showing us what you have to get Well, sure. Bang. Bang. Bruce has like three layers on right yeah, now. It's in there. Damn. 
<laughs> so you guys got a brand new role over in the DCC Discord. For the most part, so, yeah. Going off of that, Gray, tell us who you are, how you found Cardano, and then how you found DCC. Yeah. Um, well, for starters, again, just like Bruce said, um, you know, thanks for having us on. We definitely have been listening to a lot of the other other podcasts, and we're definitely thankful to just to be on on the pod and definitely kind of sharing our story specifically here. So, uh, as far as Cardano goes, as far as NFTs go, um, my background is really just collecting in general. So, I mean, if you if I took my camera around or whatever, you'd see sports cards, you'd see uh, sports memorabilia, you'd see comic books, you'd see everything. Um, you know, and ultimately, I'm kind of just looking for the. Uh, I don't know. Something's happening. Could could you possibly but, re? Uh, oh Jesus! Fresh your page. Oh right. Jesus, boys! <laughs> Wait. Fresh it and it should. Yeah, and, and Mitch is frozen for me. Oops. Oh, <sighs> Fuck. Wait. Are we good? Wait. Is this my? Are you good, Gray? Am I back? Yeah, I think you're back. Mitch is frozen, but like it might just be. He'll pop back in a minute. So just continue what you were saying and just don't worry about him being frozen. Okay. Uh, for the most part, yeah. So, um, collecting, uh, moving forward, like looking for just kind of the next best thing. I also came from stocks a little bit and handling you know, Weeble, um, going in and out, not as much uh, stock market analysis as Bruce does for sure, but um, you know, really looking into um, blue chips, things like that, and then just transitioning and trying to find something else. I'm always I'm an eternal learner. Uh, I always want to just kind of continue to learn uh, about new things. So uh, crypto was one of those things where you know, everybody thinks crypto, they just think Bitcoin, and that's it, basically. Uh, but there's all of these other use cases for uh, blockchain specifically, and I think, you know, in general, the um, world as a whole is going to move towards that technology. So, um, you know, it being so secure, so specifically uh, adaptable to any real use case and real life scenario is, um, I think, leaps and bounds ahead of any other centralized uh, platforms because there's so much that you can do off of it for one. So um, reading, doing a little research, obviously YouTube is my uh, best friend. Uh, just like Bruce said, listening to different videos, uh, making sure that obviously I, I'm pretty risk averse. So I do a ton of research beforehand before I even start doing anything. Um, in terms of trading or trying to figure out like, oh, should I buy this? Should I buy that? Should I get into anything? But then uh, reading into Cardano and doing a little bit more research like the scientific method-based research and uh, making sure that we're, you know, doing all of these, uh, running all these different protocols and proof of stake and, you know, having it be as decentralized as possible with the scaling effect of having it be, you know, Gen 3, you know, cryptocurrency and being able to really just like blast the whole thing wide open um, was my draw, at least at Cardano, 
uh, as well as uh, the fees are really low, <laughs> you know, as mm -hmm. much as everybody wants to talk about, um, you know, the NFTs and doing different transactions, things of that nature. Like, I don't want to be wasting a bunch of money on transaction fees uh, for the most part. So a huge draw for me is to be able to, uh, you know, conduct the transactions and really be in the, you know, cryptoverse, so to speak. And not, not just be losing a ton of money, just paying dust. So, completely um, could get that. Yeah. Mind if I uh, like cut in because yeah. my internet keeps on dropping in and out in and out. It's that this past week, my internet's been fucking <laughs> garbage. So, so I've done like everything I could to fix it. But this just like might not be my episode. But what I will do is because I did like do so low episodes by myself for like three weeks, this might be like Tyler's <laughs> to shine and got you kind of flexes muscles and all. So, so I'll do my best to be here, but but I'm not gonna be nearly as like talkative. Because I'll just be going in and out, in and out. So cool. Keep no worries, my guys. Yeah, for sure. Fuck. But. <laughs> but I mean, other than you know, just crypto in general. Leading, I mean, like Bruce, a lot of this stuff. I, I'm looking into the projects and when's the NFT and seeing when things are dropping. You know, we've only been in the space like a little over a year. Um, mm -hmm. at this point for, for now. So it's, it was literally like, okay, well, what's minting next? And everything would freaking skyrocket. And then you're like, okay, wait, well, you know, okay, now these other, you know, 16 projects are dropping in, in the next three days and you're waiting up mm -hmm. or you're, you know, waking up at 3 a.m. just to mint, mint some random animal PFP. <laughs> and uh, DCC came along and I instantly knew. I instantly knew that I liked it and instantly knew that I wanted to mint it. And like Bruce, showed up to mint. Thanks, Uroy. Didn't get any. So basically. <laughs> Shout out, Uroy. Yeah. You know, I mean, not a bad video on them, but not very good. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, it was, you know, hey, I, I knew I wanted to be in it um, right when I was able to. Play. Last year was a year first for me never used discord never used twitter never did any like crypto trading never did any any sort of anything with like even really social media besides facebook so mm. uh, for the most part lots of learning lots of youtube and then you know getting in on almost the ground floor i didn't obviously open up like the discord with the dcc or anything like that but just instantly knew from the people that were there um you know the connoisseur it was oxy it was bruce yeah. uh, those was... those were the days where everybody loved dj and crypto <laughs> like and then even back then the the floors were like blowing up but but then when the dcc is down everybody just like jumps ship they say, bye, I'm going to go begin my own NFT project. And we see that <laughs> kind of on other NFT projects. But right. bec because there was like such a massive Cardano in 
influencer boom back then to see them all kind of leave that behind like change their PFP is never interact with anybody from DCC what is y'all's view on all of that it's been rough man like for the most part too I mean leading up to being on the team it's literally like you know I'm being a part of the project specifically and and being able to um, be part of the community and seeing how it was not necessarily now that we have to like you know get it back to the way that it was because that's a past and we're moving forward if we're just yeah. sitting here staring at the past then nothing that's going to happen for the future so um for the most part like you know it, when everybody was there and the boom was there and everything was great yeah but then everything kind of you know, goes to shit and the market starts, you know, um, tanking essentially and the ADA price goes down and then the fees uh, in correlation also start to go down because everybody's selling their bags of everything, trying to leave as close to the top as they can leave. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, to me, it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, I'm, yeah. like, like I said, I'm a collector. So if it's art-based, if it's, it doesn't matter to me. I could mint something, I like it, you know, I'm minting it specifically for that purpose. If it rugs, I don't care. I liked the art. I, it didn't, doesn't really matter to me. And maybe eventually mm -hmm. it comes back around and, you know, blockchain is along for, you know, or around for so long. You have all of these other, you know, niche uh, collections that come back and they're like, oh, all these things that rugged are now. Right. Not that I'm holding on to the fact that I'm going to be a millionaire off of all of the rugged projects that I've collected, but um, right. everything that I have in my wallet, at least at this point, is all um, it, it's all stuff that I like. So maybe Bruce has a different take. Yeah, um, I, I think there was a solid a solid mix and and all at once. Um, so you you have I, I, something I don't think a lot of people realize is how many. Um, people that uh, the DCC kind of bred um, as far as, uh, as Greg was saying, leaving and, go and going on uh, to do their own projects. Um, it's like uh, it's became, you know, a, a, almost a breeding ground. And, and kudos to those people. M multiple of those people are still heavy supporters of the DCC, and they've gone off to do super successful uh, things. Um, and then what I, what I meant by all at once was we, we kind of hit that lull um, where where uh, everything kind of tanked, and um, and then that's that's where you really that's where you really see it, you know, uh, not only from the floor prices, but people popping in and just you know asking kind of goofy questions, you know, claiming that half the projects are rugs, um, and it's just you know it's 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 something that. Uh, we were fortunate enough. I mean, we definitely dealt with it in the DCC, but not near as much as I've seen it in, in a lot of other spaces. You know, people getting called out left and right, and there there seemed to remain yeah. a certain like motto within the the DCC chat. Um, we call our little campfire over there. So, um, and uh, TTP. That's right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's just something I think that all projects have seen. I mean, other than you know maybe the few few top ones, you know, people uh, going all in on on the blue chip talk and whatnot. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's something that, that we've talked about a million times and, you know, wanted to push uh, that, that organic message within, you know, the community and just build it up through the bear. So that's all you can do. Completely get that. <coughs> so after talking to you guys, so I do believe we kind of joined at the same time where we like were never that like first massive wave, but we we kind of all joined in whenever the wave kept on going and going and going. So I feel like those people that that like first felt that massive wave, they kind of got out of it. Then the the second generation like a left to kind of build it back mm -hmm. yep mm. and it's, so, I think it's, it's definitely going to be a lot different too because the like you were saying it's we have this huge influx all of these influencers come in and everything is booming and everything is just skyrocketing as soon as all of these collections come out but like it's that model isn't sustainable like you cannot do that as a product and just come out with new stuff and drop and drop and drop and drop mm -hmm. and drop. Like it's just the whole point, at least for the DCC and us is, you know, it's obviously it's trusting the process. It's things take time. If you're building something, I mean, again, like I tweet about this stuff like all the time too, because we're, we're all building this alongside of something else that takes up almost eight hours of our life every single day. So whether or not we have this and then another side gig and then kids and then, you know, anything else other than that, we're trying to like squeeze in the time to try to get this stuff uh, rolling. And there are people that are like, have a lot of time. They're like, well, what the hell? Why, why aren't all of these happen these things happening a lot faster than they're supposed to be like well we're not working on this stuff eight hours a day we're squeezing it in when our kids are taking a nap or we're squeezing it in in between you know us having to take our car to the shop to get worked on or whatever like you know it's mm -hmm. the model i think that people with the instant gratification that are seeing um in this market is it's, it's just not sustainable you can't do that and continue yep. to be like a viable product it just it doesn't work that way and you, yeah. you see that that even with like super successful nfts their their owners they are now going and getting like part-time jobs because it is worth fucking pennies yeah maybe they minted for 38 back at fucking two dollars but right. now it is 36 so with that like 38 is now like it's humbling ten dollars <laughs> a mint and it, this is them building and building and building over the past year two years so yeah let's, I, let's kind of Tyler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can segue. I can segue us into like the intro topic, but um, I did want to say I think I have like a unique perspective on it because I joined into CNFTs right at the end of December of last year, so I call it like the 
kind of like I guess the midpoint of a lot of st- or the very end of like everything being good and then everything starting to be bad. And I never realized, I think I was, I don't know who I was talking to. I think I was talking to Max and like a VC one day from Universe. But I never realized how, how many people like from, you know, Twitter that I could like name off the top of my head that I, you could trace back to like being part of like the core of like DCC, like with like Oxy and Khan and Koof and like, there's so many people that, salad, yeah, Omar. yeah, and Salad, Omar, yeah, Omar. Like there's so many people that I didn't realize that had like, like use or not use dcc but like got involved with dcc and that kind of propelled them into you know what they were able to become and i thought that was like super interesting and really cool as well to kind of trace all of these people all the way back to dcc like at its beginning and you know see where that led them um and i think that goes i think that goes to show like um a lot of good things about dcc you know at the core of it you know it's it's been able to propel a lot of these people forward um and i think that's a great thing um, but to, to kind of like sidestep and, and, and kind of transition into our opening topic, um, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, about things being not, okay. It doesn't really go back to what we were talking about. I was trying to figure out a way to tie it in. Not really, but I do want to, I always love to talk, to start us off with the, with the week's, um, Twitter drama. It's like my favorite thing. I, I'm like chronically on Twitter. I probably spend like three hours a day minimum on my phone on Twitter, um, so I feel like I'm kind of in tuned with, you know, what, what the, what the dealings going on are. Um, and I've seen a lot of talk back and forth about, um, through different Twitter spaces and through different like Twitter threads, a lot of conversations about, um, Farmer Nash and how he has been able to kind of like work his way into the Cardano community from Sappy Seals and Ethereum. And, you know, he's hosting these big spaces. He hosted the huge one a couple weeks ago. He's hosting one tomorrow with like 10 of the biggest projects. He's got like book.io, JPG stores on there. There's a bunch of people. Um, and specifically, I was listening to the Wild Cards um, Twitter space on Friday night. And, you know, they were kind of, um, I think it was D clay. Somebody was kind of talking to farmer Nash, who was in the space about how it was kind of, what's the word unsettling or a little bit annoying. I don't really know the word, but to watch somebody who had built this like huge following of 60,000 followers on like another blockchain and then just kind of like jump over and then get all of these huge projects to start like giving away NFTs on his Twitter space and things like that. Um, so I wanted, and it, it felt like a lot of people were torn on that. I, I also feel torn on that. I feel like it's a good thing for Cardano in general because it brings more eyes to Cardano. But it also, I also do feel like it sucks for a lot of people who have like been hosting spaces every day, every week, or like been grinding it out for their own projects and not to get that kind of like um, that spotlight just because they didn't have like the huge following when they jumped in. Dude, um, Dude. Literally last week, we were talking about the super big Elsa Jean NFT. <laughs> and everybody's like, she's going to bring so many people over. So then it's somebody that's got a huge following over on a, another blockchain bringing a ton of people over. And people are mad about it? Why? No, I don't, think, I don't think people are mad about like him bringing people over. I think it's the fact that he... In, in the first space, and I, I, I'm going to join the space tomorrow to see how it goes, but in the first space, he gave, like, every project, like, 90 seconds. I mean, when you're talking about, like, the big, like, I think um, um, the Ape Society was on there, Clays were on there, and they're all giving away, like, NFTs and oh. stuff like that. Oh. And he's giving, he gave them, 
he gave them like a 90 second window like on an actual timer and then like cut them off and then went into like a long spiel about like his own project that he's releasing on cardano and i do feel like that's kind of you can say who cares i'm i'm saying from a perspective i'm torn on it right because i want more people to come to cardano but it also feels like really kind of unfair to the people who've been here for like the longest time like trying to like grow their communities and then buddy's just pulling up so that i I want to see what everyone else thinks but who are they onboarding they are onboarding the same people this ain't about onboarding new people isn't it yeah i mean that's a good point so they could come and say the same shit they've been saying for a year where they're like don't worry we are about to drop so much youtube <laughs> it's gonna blow your mind but then what we need more than that is we need more people to come over here to build actual fucking utility so be because of that maybe in 90 seconds is too short but we should be on our knees fucking bowing down to a farmer Nash for I don't think it's that like, serious then, I, then, then getting mad at him be, because he's n- not bowing down to all of these it's not it's not so much that it's that it's that he brought on 10 really big projects onto his space just to talk about how he's going to launch a project and like it was basically promoting himself and that's what i felt was kind of shitty here's the deal though like he invited them to come on did they come on of their own Mm -hmm. free will did anybody come to their head and say hey if you don't do this then you're not going to get a bunch of exposure blah 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 again so coming from another chain if you have a large following you built that following yeah didn't rely on anybody else to build that following he built it and brought it here so it it doesn't matter at least in you know it also like a lot of these all of these projects are businesses they are small businesses each and every one of them so if Mm. you don't treat it like that even if you're you don't own a project and you're just marketing and using twitter that's a that's a business too i mean you're essentially marketing yourself it's your brand you're trying to get awareness out there yeah it's your hustle you know whatever the case is so if you build it and you go to somebody else's blockchain and then other people notice that you have a huge following on twitter and they go okay well i'm gonna follow that person too because blah 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 i mean that's as it's business and it's the nature of people and making connections and trying to you know i don't care if it's elsa if it's farmer nash if it's wab if it's whoever Mm -hmm. more eyeballs on cardano more users getting wallets yeah you know, buying ada using it for transactions is good for yeah. everybody and yeah and then the grains kinda... oh i was just gonna say in the in the grain fuck and, jesus christ and dude it's, we are the best ever. you go and on and on top of that if we support Wab, if we support Farmer Nash and like there's actual Cardano support backing them, then people from Solano that love Wab, love Farmer Nash, they are more likely to come join and support us. So, oh, I love Wab. Wab's the, Wab's the goat. That dude's funny as shit. So. <laughs> So, but but that's that that's the fucking issue is that that 
we don't support us. So a WAB's fucking army of SEALs, they don't support us. Well, I mean, even even going back to the pod that we had a couple of weeks ago, like I think it was um, with Wantello. I think it was about like I think it was when Wab had like first made his interest into Cardano Twitter. I, like I even said that like I thought it was good because Cardano, especially like really firm Cardano believers, can get really like dense talking about like whiteboards and fucking science and all kinds of shit. And most people don't care about that, right? So I think that coming in, like, sending out memes on Twitter and shit, I think that's yeah. good. Like, I think that's a great way to onboard people. Um, so, like, as far as Wav, like, I think I think that, like, what he did <clears throat> for our space is great. And, like, what he continues to do is great. Because I think that, like, that's how you get more people onboarded than anything. Like, you look at you look back at Doge. Like, Doge literally got so many people in the crypto. And it was just, like, everyone was fucking thinking it was hilarious. Like, it was, a, it was like a little dog on a coin and everyone's buying it. Like, they're like, this is awesome. And then they got people into crypto, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. People are just dumb, like, in general. Like, people just, most people just want to get into something so, that's funny. So, so, you say that, but people love two things. They, they love memes and they love drama. That's true. I love drama. You are both, you are both <laughs> of those things. So, yes, sir. So, maybe we, we are the fucking dummies that... That that kind of build web up to a, where he says memes and memes and memes and memes and memes, and then because at first it's like oh I ate him, then then people have slowly been changing and changing to being like this guy's not too terrible. I think so, the, yeah, it's just definitely uh, something that I I think I saw on Twitter today. It was like a comparison from. The beginning, and you know him saying that like our Cardano NFTs are never going to make it, and then it was, I know the tweet you're talking about. I know the exact yeah, tweet like, you're talking about. I think it was Salad that posted it, it or quote tweeted it, it or whatever. Yeah, it was either Salad or Salamander or one of the two of them. Yeah, and it was the same. It's obviously it's Web. It's the same thing, but it was oh, you know, Cardano NFTs are going to flip uh, Solana and Ethereum or whatever it was. It we had yeah. already. Or I say we, I'm not fucking doing anything. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, contributing to a, a CNFT project, that's what I'm doing. But for the most part, it's literally like, that's the only thing that, you know, kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth kind of a thing. Like if you're going to yeah. come in hot with like a take like that, okay, the, the response essentially, you know, a couple months later or something should be like, I was fucking wrong. Yeah. What's wrong? You know. But but people with big followings they are never wrong. Right. Yeah. Well, right. And I'm pausing this cuz I haven't heard from Brucey yet and I want to hear what Brucey has to say about all of this. I got I have one I have one thing. One thing. I 100% agree with everything that was just discussed except Yes. Mr. Mitch um, we should not be <laughs> beg. I don't think we should be begging them and like giving them custom PFPs and like worshiping their their shoes. Um, oh, I'm gonna do don't, it. Don't don't do it. <laughs> dude, it dude, I'm, I'm here with dude. I'd fucking die.
I to just lick Wab's big toe. <laughs> I just I'm think I, I don't even think. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I don't think you have to beg anybody. I just think Cardano's like positioned really well at the moment, anyway, right? Like with the whole with the whole fucking FTX thing and how like they had like so much like sol- like input in Solana. Like that's fucking that's some shit. Like and Solana doesn't have any royalties anyway. So like I feel like that'll just fizzle out in its in and of itself, and then it's just us and Ethereum, right? So it's just like. I think the playing field just automatically, yeah, fuck them. I just think the playing field just automatically just kind of, um, it just kind of like thins itself out, you know, like Cardano, like Cardano doesn't really need to do anything, right? Because like when you have something that's so like structurally sound, like everything else will crumble around you. You don't have to really do anything, right? You just have to be relevant enough to still be here when all the fucking chips fall, right? And I think that's like, that's what you see right now too. Like Cardano went from $3 to fucking 30 cents. So the people that you see now, like those are the, that have, that have hung around the whole time. Like those are the people that are really going to be able to like experience this whole fucking wave of like Cardano being like at its best at its worst and then on the way back up you know so which i'm excited for right because like i said i got in at the very end of december so this whole time has been fucking awful so I'm, I'm excited to see something go up you know everything's gone down the whole fucking time this is terrible so i'm ready to see some some green yeah markets are cyclical though i mean you have something yeah, that's sure. the test of time yeah, uh, cardano the check is there there's no right. way that the, does not succeed and charles is mm-hmm. out there everywhere he's going to conferences you know more people are onboarding every day cnft con was fucking awesome like you know everybody there super chill vibe like i can only imagine that space essentially like it was pretty big at least being in that like kind of huge warehousey type space uh literally in mm-hmm. days. but Place was um, there was a lot yeah, there was a lot of space in there and not as many people as I thought there would be. But with the buzz, people will go next year and it yeah. is probably going to go. Yeah, that's like this is like that's like ground zero, right? Like it's the first time like people still didn't and like even um we were talking with like Jub on one of our podcasts. He was like, dude, it was like he was like, There's so much shit that like people didn't even know. He was like, dude, there was like whole like speeches going on and upstairs no one knew there was upstairs, so no one was going because no one knew how to get there. He was like, There's so much shit that like you can build upon and make it like so much greater next year. Um yeah. which will be like super sick. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, if they can continue to keep it in the same space, obviously you wanna have you know, it, it move around and be accessible to other people around the world too, because obviously in the U.S. we're not the only ones using Cardano. So, um, for the yeah. most part, I mean, I would want to follow it. I would want to go. It's one of those things where you know, like a Comic Con kind of a thing. You it, you don't get the experience. You don't get like the real essence of what it is that we're all here for. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, we're all here for the the tech, and we're all here for like you know building relationships and stuff too. But we all say hey, it doesn't grow someday. Like, can't get out there and fucking actually talk to people that are interested in what you're interested in. They're mm-hmm. like-minded. You know, we're all trying to you know cultivate you know and add more users essentially to this chain. And as soon as we get that you know the catalyst, you know the super whatever it is, maybe that's CNFT con. I don't know. Maybe it. You know, it, it's going to reach a large audience. There was so much content, and to me, content is king because you have eyeballs right. on Discord, on Twitter, on the web, on different websites. Like, mm-hmm. the more eyeballs you can reach, the more people are going to be like, "Oh, well, what's that?" And then they're just they get curious and like yeah. just me, like Bruce, like you, like 
they're gonna go, oh, I don't even know what crypto is. Okay, YouTube, what's crypto? Doing, doing what I do over on twitch.tv backslash stutterboy CNF. Shameless plug. I mean, shameless. But, but I end up getting so many people coming in and be being like, huh, what's all that behind you? And I'm like, well, now that I have your attention, these are called Cardano NFTs, and then I just like pull them in, and then they're thirty thousand dollars deep. <laughs> but it's yes. things like that that will build it, <laughs> which which not to kind of go back, but but that's the way we build out our community by building outside of it. Right. Mean, right. Mean a while people will continue building in it so because of that when this video gets gets uploaded it will be thanksgiving thanksgiving day actually yeah this gets uploaded on thursday so it'll be uploaded on thanksgiving day which for us americans you know big deal wow wow <laughs> and so with that do you guys plan on onboarding any family any cousins any Sisters or <laughs> take it, Brucey. Um, yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, my brother hasn't really shown a ton, a ton of interest. He's pretty busy. He just had a, a child himself, so uh, he's pretty ramshacked on time. But one of these days, I'll get him into it. But um, as far as anyone else, um, I, I actually had um, kind of been contemplating the idea of maybe putting together something on Facebook. Um, we don't have a presence on there, and it really wasn't thought of um, much um, just because of the the, uh, the sentiment. You know, it's pretty much all on Twitter. Um, and yeah. But I have, a, I have a pretty decent following on there just locally. Um, oh, do you? How? How? Oh, what, what, do you, what do you mean, how? How, how did... Like, like, how did you grow a following on Facebook? Because the the only people on Facebook are ninety years old or fucking fifty five. <laughs> like, right. that's that's funny because whenever I mentioned Facebook, that's the first thing Gray said. He said, "What, what do you?" Uh, I thought I was older than you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So how how did you? build this following so so don't let me give myself too much credit it's not like a crazy following but as far as locally and um when i was in the stock market i was posting uh just helpful tips and random things and uh quite a few people shown interest that that i've known you know majority of my life so um I kind of uh, I actually posted the other day and, and just ran the idea past people. And, and quite a few people, you know, were, were still on board. I actually, a year ago, I had mentioned um, something similar, like opening up just a page that was a, uh, you know, basically a friendly spot to talk about crypto and stocks, you know, just ask questions, um, just a page to be a part of. And, and that never was yeah. put into fruition or anything like that. But uh, it kind of popped in my head with the whole onboarding, onboarding thing. Um, and how, how can we bring in, uh, people to, you know, blockchain technology, uh, first and foremost, but, uh, Cardano and hopefully DCC in the return. So, 
Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's in the, the brainstorming phase, but that, that's kind of an idea that, that we had to maybe pull in some other, you know, other interested people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely think, um, uh, like along the same lines of that, the, uh, not necessarily just crypto in general, but a really, really, I mean, just like you're saying, Mitch, like look behind you. That's that's hmm. how people get that. Like that's how people get on board. They go, "What's that? It's a picture." Yeah. That's like, "Oh, well, where did you get yeah. the picture?" Be like, "Well, it's an NFT, and then you have to have crypto, blah blah blah." And then what? I mean, what an easy icebreaker, at least you know, to start a conversation with somebody where it's non instantly defensive because generally you people feel like they're going to be sold something it's like no i i bought this with my own money you yeah. know it's a piece of art mm -hmm. but i had to exchange be it currency or dollars for this other currency and purchase it yep i mean it's right it very simply at least so people can understand it is the biggest yeah you know thing or at least in my opinion and my experience it's the biggest hurdle is it's not this weird you know thing out right. in space where you have to freaking you know be yeah uh, you're not getting on like the dark web and like you know 10 oh, step yeah, process it's, oh, it's literally like you just buy buy something on coinbase send it to a wallet and connect your wallet and then you can buy whatever you want you know it's easy you aren't buying baby if fetus says on Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, but they, but that's that's true. It's like a lot of people think that's what it is. You know, it's like a lot of hoops to jump through, and it's really not. You know, it's it's really simple once you, like you can just break it down to people. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, um, as we kind of move through too, it's going to be more adaptable, and it's going to become more intuitive and user friendly because there's going to be so many other people that are going to be like, we need to freaking you know reverse engineer this and make it so simple that people are like oh yeah click a button boom oh i have a wallet okay boom oh i can buy in the same transaction so it's that one-stop shop yeah. kind of business mindset so it's it's mm -hmm. all business related for sure but yep. yeah yeah i agree i agree and go ahead oh, Bruce. No, i was just gonna add in the, the little detail of um just um it helps when you know, projects like uh, Claymates or, you know, pulling in people like Snoop Dogg and, and um, you know, people like that <clears throat> coming out with a song named Bronny and Bron, you know, I mean, it, it might it might not directly attach them to the Cardano blockchain, but also they see what they're doing. And Snoop Dogg's pretty much a one-way ticket in not only the music industry, but the entire industry. Um, and when you, when you start seeing yeah. people like that get on board, um, that's, that's a big one. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing for me, you know, Hey, I'm Brucey, I'm nerdy and I'll show you how to work the blockchain instead of like looking at Snoop Dogg and then like, he's showing this awesome thing and we are a part of the Cardano blockchain. You know, it, it gets the average user, the average person, you know, interested. So it's adoption is big. For sure. Right. 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 And that's, I mean, I think music industry is one thing that like, 
I mean, probably one of the top industries I think that blockchain could really, you know, help out, which is, you know, like bringing royalties and like ownership to music artists who aren't like getting bled dry by music labels all the time, you know, which is something that I think is really easy to understand for most people. Like most people like can definitely grasp the grasp the idea that like music labels basically own the artists that sign under them and that's it. Um, so I think that that is a really cool like i think it's an integral piece like that he's or that he's like doing so much stuff with clays because i think that that's a good foot in the door for like a really huge industry that could benefit from blockchain and um you know i'm really appreciative of that but speaking of thanksgiving that we were talking about earlier we're going to move into like our first official topic so being that it is thanks yes yes i want to what do you have to say um so so i'm moving in our you're such an asshole, dude. Official topic being Thanksgiving. Like two days. Who and what are you the most thankful about in the CNFT ecosystem? And is it me? And why is it me? No, it is not. But as you're a very close second to your third, for the most part, like. I mean, honestly, for me, and again, you know, probably shameless plug, but um, zeroing in and finding a community has been, uh, like, or whatever, just a, an inclusive community. I, it doesn't matter if it's DCC. Yes, obviously, we want it to be because we will accept basically anyone. And I guarantee that if you come in, hopefully you don't leave, you know, for the most part. That's <laughs> pretty well for the. Um, you know, for the average everyday person, but I'm most thankful for the space in general because most of the people that you interact with on a daily basis are super nice. They are inclusive. They are, I don't want to say like woke, but open-minded enough to, you know, field questions, answer, you know, not be super impatient and, you know, just want to gain followers or move on to the next conversation or whatever. It's like an actual you know, a building of, you know, connections and, you know, networking and really trying to make uh, or be an integral part, I think, of yep. just the, the blockchain in general. So yep. mm-hmm. at least for yeah. me, it's just communities. I'm most thankful for the communities and most thankful in my specific journey for the DCC. Sweet. Very well said, Greg. Very well said. Um, I would have to at least uh, agree in the, in the same sense that the entire space was, was something that I never saw before. Uh, going back to when I said that I was in uh, kind of that stock market run-up, um, it's similar in communities, only it's it's way worse, a lot, a lot less friendly. But, um, you know, it was a, a big thing, and, you know, the, the memes were everywhere. It was It was fun. But whenever I got into the NFT space and saw how people treated each other and just how above and beyond someone that you don't even know is willing to, to you know, to look out for you uh, is a cool thing. Um, uh, let's see, a little, little less of a general answer. If I'm going to call out particulars, I'll definitely say DCC for sure. Um, they've really reeled me in. I've learned a lot from people in there. Um, thankful for, you know, Jack for being such a good founder and, um, 
you know, just just for giving the community a, a good space and really letting the community run with it, you know. Um, uh, and, and then, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll call out Gray, Mr. Grayski, step, step on up. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Who's for that? You know, what? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking. Is he like 70 years yeah. old? So, <laughs> oh, jeez. So I'm basically. An I'll, idiot. I'll, uh, I'll attach him to Ty too. I, I can't leave Ty out, but both of them too uh, were uh, uh, have played a huge part in my everyday life. I mean, if I, if we're not bullshitting with each other on Discord, we're switching right over to Twitter and bullshitting on Twitter, or I'm receiving a text message, you know, asking if you're up, blah, blah, blah. Um, Gray, Gray's, Gray's El, El, El Capitan. The you up text? The you up text? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the response, the response generally is yeah. no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, right on. 7 p.m. bed. But yeah, so uh, just all these all these guys I mentioned have just been a really good push, super good friends. Um, you know, it, it is a business, but you know, there there's super strong friendships. Um, you know, that are involved, and um, you know, we're we're already talking about uh, the possibility of visiting uh, NYC next next spring. So East Coast, East Coast, the best coast. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you just cut, you cut out, you cut out in like New Jersey. New Jersey's pretty bad, but the rest of the coast is pretty all right. <laughs> that's where Ty is. is. <laughs> it's just because of the turnpike. The New Jersey turnpike has to be the worst road I've ever driven on. But other than that, it's all right. That's funny. Um, Tyler. Oh, oh, I'm up next. Um, yeah, I mean, I can. I mean, everyone's kind of spot on. Like the whole community as a whole, like super thankful for that. I think if I had to like name a couple of people, um, definitely, definitely my 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 friend here, Stutter Boy, pain in my ass, but you know, great friend. Um, he texts me, he, dude. He he's like stays up streaming really late, so he'll text me like three a.m. about something. Like I'm gonna respond. Like I have a corporate job, dude. I'm asleep. Like why are you texting me at three in the morning every time? <laughs> But even when you uh, like are up, and I'm also up, when I do call you, I actually don't care about your bags. I'm like, dude, let's talk about you just getting married. Let's yeah. talk about what you're or, into, which nobody yeah. else cares about. Yeah, or Mitch will call me. He'll be like, dude, this Uber I just had was so fucking weird. You got to hear this story. And he'll tell me this whole crazy story about this Uber. And like, I, I really do appreciate that because I feel like a lot of times behind the screen it kind of like dehumanizes a lot of people right you don't get that like human element of like getting to talk to people um you just kind of see them on the screen and especially in, in nfts as well you know they have like a picture of like a lizard like bro, i don't even know what you look like you know let alone like how you sound or you know what you think um so definitely mitch um definitely appreciative of uh of of my 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 good friend stash as well stash is always like I was texting him back and forth for like an hour yesterday. Um, always good to like bounce ideas off of. Uh, he gave me my first opportunity as a community mod. Now, granted, the founder rugged us, but you know, I mean, is what it is. Um, so, so you know, that was uh, Fresh Mutant Click. You can look it up on JPEG Store. Fresh Mutant. Fresh, fresh mutant click. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. You can look it up. FMC, fresh mutant click. I thought you said something mm -hmm. else. 
Um, yo, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. Um, but that wasn't it. No, but, I mean, yeah, Stash has always been cool. And then I think that, um, obviously, yeah, like, Max from Universe, Jub from Happy Hoppers, like, so many, like, great. So, yeah, so many, a lot, Mitch kind of introduces me, uh, introduced me to Max. But, yeah, a lot of, like, just great people that are, like, yeah, yeah, awesome people. So, um, yeah, and definitely, like, to kind of reiterate what Gray and Brucey were saying, like, there's so many people in the space where you can just be, like, you can just bounce questions off of them, like, hey, like, have you looked at this project? Does it seem kind of sus to you? Like, you know, whatever it might be, like, people are always open and, and down to, like, just chat about anything. Um, so, yeah, definitely grateful for the community. And this holiday season, hopefully next year, our charts are green, not so red, boys. Right. Let's get it. Let's freaking go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, with what I currently do over on twitch.tv backslash Fuckerboy CNFT, you can kind of tell the the people that care about your bag and then the people that care about you as a human being. Because I know like Twitch is so foreign to so many people that are in two NFTs, but like I go up there and post that, that I'm live every fucking day, so if you drop by it maybe a single time, maybe two times, maybe three times, four times, five times, so, so if you come by every day be because you, you've got nothing else but better to do, then then my, my fucking appreciation for those people that show up maybe two times a week, maybe three times a week, and maybe a single time a week is so much bigger than it is for everybody else because they don't have to do do that. But right. rather than just caring about my bag, and I do get people do live their, their own lives, but we are all doing that. So if you can make time to go in and like check in on somebody, maybe uh, for two um, minutes every day, for three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, and we all live very different lives, like some of us have kids, some of us are married, ugh, but, but, but even more than that, <laughs> there's a ton of people that don't, that just care about NFTs, care about their bags, and then they'll go on Cardano Twitter and be like, oh my god, I'm so depressed. Then join my Twitch. Let me entertain you. Let's right. talk about the positives in the community and let's forget that Cardano is down 70% or however. It's like 90, dude. It's so fucking bad, but... But, no, yeah. No, I agree with that sentiment. I think, yeah, and I just think that, like, I think that, like, if you were in the NFTs last year and you were just trying to, like, get a bag, like, that was, that's obviously more feasible than, like, right now. So, that's what I was saying earlier in the pod. Like, I think the people that you see around now are the people that really genuinely do care about Cardano, care about the community, um, care about, like, you know, their friends in the community, things like that. Because, like, no one's, out, what are you going to do, flip an NFT for 200 ADA? It's, like, $40, you know what I mean? Like, no one's out here doing that. Um I mean, there might be a few, but you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, I feel like this market, you kind of, you, you just really have to like, just really, really care about it to still be in it, you know? The people 
be a yeah. Thing because currently the money is not, not there. So yeah. Be because of that, if I add their name and names, big T's up there. I love the guys from Bud Buddies being Lewis. Fucking. Oh yeah, Lewis, Lewis is a good guy. Reggie, Colay. Reggie. They, they, they are insane. Reggie. Reggie Clay, <laughs> the man. Then, then going to even like the the Ada Army boys, whether that be Mr. Johnson himself or fucking Larry or Heaps, which these are people I met during CNFTCon, knew nothing about them before. Then, then even after that, like job, there's a couple mods over there, and then like Max, like. These are some huge names, like in our Cardano influencer circle, where I feel like these people care. Right. And so, and because of that, like I'm gonna keep on shilling, like Ada Army. I'm gonna keep on shilling Universe 25. I'm gonna keep on shilling. PCC. I'm gonna keep on shilling all of these NFTs because the people are fucking real. Right. They that the, the, they are showing up for their community. They are there for their community. So it's not just like how can I make make forty dollars? <laughs> right. So let's grow something huge. Right, right. And to play off that and to kind of like kind of wrap it back to something we were talking about earlier um, when I was I, I was having like a chat with Max about something one time. Um, I think it was it might have been when like Jack was like arguing with somebody on Twitter about something. And Max was talking about like how you see how you see these people. You see these people on tw- you see these, <laughs> how you see these people on Twitter and they might get in like little spats back and forth. He was like, but he was talking about, and this is when I kind of like realized how much DCC had like influence and a lot of people that are like still around or maybe not around today. But, um, Max was talking about like, you don't see, he, he was like, he was like a lot of people will, will see like what Jack or what somebody might say like on Twitter in this specific thread. He was like, but you never see like those conversations that they have and like people's DMs or on like on voice chats with people like behind closed doors. And he was like, if people knew like the amount of like onboarding and like nurturing that Jack had done for like so many people, like this little like Twitter spat wouldn't compare to anything. You know what I mean? Cause it's not even that important. Um, and I think that that's like a lot of people in the space right now, right? Like you might see them once or twice on Twitter, maybe saying something. Um, but like that doesn't compare to like the 10 conversations they have going on in the background, like with each other, like with their friends, like trying to like nurture those relationships. Um, so yes. That is what we are all doing here. We are building that bond that then, then come the full time. We're going to be rich. We'll, we'll be fucking rich. Wag me as a big Wag guy. me, baby. I love to say wag me. I try to reel it, reel it back in on the pod, but, you know. Thank you. Thank a quick, you. A quick wag everyone, me. Everyone thanks you for that. Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. But anyways, going back to talking about being thankful for Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is a time where we just eat so much food. So As Americans normally do. What 
What is y'all's favorite Thanksgiving meal? Favorite? Wait, wait. The question is, what is your favorite your favorite and least favorite food, right? So you got to give me the best Thanksgiving dish and then like the least favorite that other people like and you're like, that shit is not good. I'm already on it. Um, All right, let's hear it, Brucey. You're already on it. Let's hear it, so, Brucey. So, okay, so favorite dish, uh, just one thing, like a side or like a whole thing? Yeah, just one. Yeah, just it can be a side. It can be like the, 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 the bird, like whatever. It has the to be bird. the best food that you look forward to and then the worst one. The bird. <laughs> Turkey lucky. Um, no, okay. So my favorite, uh, my favorite side, I think, or my favorite item, even over the turkey, is uh, sweet potato bake. Um, sometimes people put the marshmallows on it and stuff. I don't really. Oh yeah, dude. No, a sweet no, potato no, like yeah, Casper. Casper. Yeah, the marshmallows on the topper. Let's go. Fucking mint. That is mint. Bruce, Bruce, have you ever seen? the episode where i'm talking about my favorite food man uh, uh no i don't know i don't think so well you 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 and i are very very similar because my favorite food is also the sweet yes. potato let's let's go. go um and then my hated <laughs> that i think i've seen is brussels sprouts Ooh. brussels are Rough. good they, yeah. You, you, you need to wait. All right. Hold on, Bruce. You wait. Hold on. It kind of cut. Wait. Wait. Pause. It kind of like cut out. Like everyone kind of froze. I could see Gray. I couldn't see you guys. All right. So what were you saying, Bruce? You, you, your most hated what? No, you're here. No, you're good. You're good. My most hated that I've seen, uh, I think, is Brussels sprouts. That's uh. Oh, dude, you gotta live a little, bro. Dude, Brussels sprouts are good. They stink like shit. You're gross. But, but you, you cook. You have to know how to cook them. Like a shit ton of bacon grease, some olive oil. Dude, dude, dude it's the it's the salt. bacon, bro. Like bacon and the olive oil is really like what makes it in some good like flaky salt. Not like the little shit, the flaky salt. That's what you, that, I'm so telling you. So basically take out all the Brussels the sprout uh, flavor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We are not rabbits, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, he is a rabbit. I mean, I can go, I can go next and say that like turkey is always like. I mean, nine times out of ten, turkey's mid. Like turkey is like it's good, but like it's almost better like leftover like on a sandwich than it is like just straight off like the fucking oven. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. So I mean, I think turkey's like okay. I'd say my favorite, my favorite food if it's cooked correctly is a good like baked mac and cheese on Thanksgiving Day. F fucking heat. Dude, the best. A good baked mac. A good baked mac is so good. I think my least favorite that everyone like raves about is probably like stuffing, bro. Stuffing is not that good. And I will and I will die I will die on that hill that stuffing is not good. I was tweeting on the on the Dejan Report uh Twitter account last night about it, like what's like the most mid food and like everyone was going back and forth about it. Or maybe it was Maybe it was a different account. I don't know what I was on. I got like three Twitter accounts. But anyways, stuffing is not that good. Continue on. Yes. Stuffing. Terrible. Hey, most people that like stuffing, they like they like put gravy all over it. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you're not even eating. Just gravy. Just drink the gravy then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put the gravy on something else. <laughs> that, that is some my favorite Thanksgiving alcoholic beverage. You get a big bottle of whiskey, pour it in the gravy. 
Oh, and nothing logs your heart faster. Yeah, the old heart I like it. I love it. Um, big, big fan of the mac and cheese. Big fan of the Facts. Love the grits. Pause. Pause. You're not eating grits. At the, you're not. What are you eating? Pancakes? You eating pancakes with it? Pancakes, grits, fucking gravy. So you had talked about this like twice baked mac and cheese. Now imagine doing that with the grits. You're baking grits? Dude, I knew Texas was weird, but, like, that's crazy that you're doing that. Covered it in gravy. But I'm putting y'all I'm putting y'all under Arkansas, and I thought that was the worst state, but I'm I'm bumping you down. That's crazy. We have better food than, than Arkansas. So. I'll back that. I'll back that Arkansas state. And we don't fuck our cousins nearly as much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. As much. As much. Maybe two times a year, but that tends to, to be our max. No, Good to know. Arkansas, Arkansas bloodlines are pure. Got it. Very, yeah. Very Gray, let's hear it. Let's hear your take. Oh, man. I mean, favorite Thanksgiving food, side, whatever garlic mashed potatoes i could eat an entire God, fucking good I could, freaking, I could eat a five gallon bucket full of garlic mashed like out of, like with a serving spoon out of the huge pot that like I mean, they make ladle, it just like ladle yeah the one that yeah. you use to pour the gravy yeah. on is the one i'm yeah. going to use to eat it yeah and then so, stuffing that's the worst get out of yeah, here yeah stuffing is not good dude it's an, and, and I think we, I think based off of all of these answers, we can all agree that the main entree, which is normally for non-Americans, which is normally turkey or ham or both. Most people have either one. I just feel like the sides really are way. Ham is way better than turkey. I love ham, but I, I, I just think the sides are way more worth it than like the main, like the the turkey or the ham, bro. The sides are oh, way yeah. better, and that's just a fact. And the desserts, all the pies, bro. Come on. Come on, dude! I love Thanksgiving. I'm so excited. It's a whole deal, like they all have to like feed off of each other. Now I will, yeah, yeah. Now I will say though, like there's a there's also two types of people in Thanksgiving. There's the people that make like two separate plates, and then there's the people that make one big plate, and it's like bowing in the middle. You know, the paper plate, and it's about to rip in half. See, see, I can't, I can't do that, bro. I'm not putting my green beans on the mashed potatoes with the roll just sitting on the top on the grill. I just. Because I like to enjoy things as they yeah, are. I'm not trying to get it. <laughs> That's how my brother is. My older brother, he will fix a plate, and I'm literally like, I can see it cracking down. Like, I'm like, dude, it's going to break. Like, there's no shot it's going to make it to the table from the counter. Like, you're going to rip it. Like, you got to get the chinette, you know, the Oh, yeah, the, 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 and it's the big oval plate. You know, you know what I'm talking about, the big oval size plates? Those are the ones. that We got those downstairs. That's what we're having for Thanksgiving. Um but yeah, the European that like turns this on and gets this far is gonna be like, Jesus and this is why Americans are the way they are. I mean, we we had Max on two weeks ago and we talked about how we were talking about our favorite candies and Max was like, "Why do y'all just eat so much sugar?" I'm like, "Dude, sour gummy worms! Like this shit is fire." He's like, "You're just eating sugar in a bag." I'm like, "I know, but I don't know what to tell you. It's so fucking good." Said, Sorry, bud. You should shut the hell up. Yeah, you <laughs> He's like he. He's like I love a not American. He's like I love like a good a, a good dark chocolate with like a cup of coffee. Like bro, shut up! I don't want that. No. I'm gonna eat 
sugar <laughs> and I'll die the way that I die. Okay. Exactly. At least I die happy. You know what I mean? I'm dying happy. You know, that's all I care about. That's right. That's right. It's life's too short not to eat sour gummy worms. So that's what I'm thinking. And he was shitting on Mountain Dew, but that's a different topic. Anyways, continuing on in the holiday spirit, you can tell a lot of these topics are based around the holidays. Um, since we, you know, it is, we have a, an all American cast today. Um, what is your funniest holiday, like story slash memory? And I know it, like people got to start raking their minds. So I'll go first while everyone is raking their brains about their favorite holiday memory. My favorite like funny story that I can think of just on the top of my head when everyone asked me like what's a funny holiday story. One we used to always go to my my great grandma's house for for Christmas morning. So this is any holiday, not just Thanksgiving, any holiday. Um, and we used to go to my great grandma's house, and we I was probably in like middle school. And my, my parents obviously like were like, hey, like me, I have two brothers. They were like, hey, go put on like some nice clothes. We're going to your grandma's house. And me and my brothers were downstairs on the PlayStation 2, you know, with the, like the wired controllers. Fucking playing like GTA or something like that. I don't know what we're playing. We're playing some dumb shit. And my mom came to all of our, all, all three of the boys' rooms were in the basement. So my mom comes down the stairs and sees we're like on the game, not even like dressed or anything like that, wearing like shorts and a t shirt. And she came and like ripped the controller out of the console and threw it against the wall and it broke into pieces. And then my brother got mad that she broke his controller. So he put on this ugly, I don't even know where he got it, like Goodwill. I don't know where he got this shirt. He's older than like three years older than me. He puts on a, a button up short sleeve harley davidson uh like shirt that has motorcycles all over it and he was like he was like this one's got a collar on it this is what i'm wearing to christmas you wanted this this is what you got and it's like we talk about it every year and we laugh and we laugh and my mom hates it and it's the funniest thing ever Don't make me sad, dude. Every time he says that, it's going to be really sad. Can I feel like it's my title to be the podcast, like, funny, goofy, good guy? But maybe I told y'all about this, but there was one Thanksgiving where where I think it was snowing over here. Everything was iced over and shit. And I ended up driving home, like, 45 minutes when I was maybe like 15 years old with my permit, down the highway, <laughs> down the freeway, pitch dark, my dad was a drunk in the passenger seat. I had my fucking permit. He's like, oh, dude, just like, take us home, man. And I'm like, John, it's fucking 10 p.m. It's snowing. <laughs> Fucking, I'm like, in Texas. My car out. <laughs> so I ended up driving us home. Never have I ever drove in like more dangerous weather since then. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. When we got me and my both of my brothers got like both my brothers are older than me, and we got in so much trouble when I was 15, and I also had my permit. And somehow, somehow, I don't know, we all played, like, sports in high school. We were at some away game. I played, like, JV basketball. My brothers played in varsity. And somehow, we all had a car at the school. So, somehow, somehow, all three... Dude, I went to a small, like, Christian school. So, yeah, we were ass. But somehow, we all had... we. 
we had three cars at the at the school somehow. I think my sister might have brought one. I don't know, but we had three cars at the school. My parents just like went home after like the away game, and but the bus brought us back, and we had these three cars. And I was like, bro, like should we just call like our parents to come get this car? My brother's like, nah, nah, nah. You just ride in the middle, and we'll I'll get in front of you, and our other brother will get in the behind you. We'll just like ride in a line all the way home. And we got home. My parents were like, dude, you drove home. I was like, I mean, I mean, it was fine, you know. I mean, my brothers were on either side of me. You know, it was gonna be fine you know it's Mom, driving at 15 that. felt so cool now i hate to drive dude if i have to drive anywhere i'm like dude this fucking oh, blows i hate this man. i hate dude if i could sit at home all day and not drive anywhere i'd love that turn on some good music turn on the degen report podcast oh it's so great <laughs> you can find us on spotify and youtube <laughs> Bruce, of- is yours is yours funny is mine yeah. I'm, try- I'm trying to think of I, I came up with like an easy one that pops up in my mind because it's like fairly recent um, trying to think of what I was that's what we want we want something that's like first thing I'm like hey some funny holiday shit this right. is what comes to your brain mine's not, mine's definitely not okay. So. okay well great I mean great I'll hear what you got to say it doesn't matter yeah mine is uh, probably geez, a little early early 90s something like that maybe late 80s god like you're that. old yeah Jeez, we're <laughs> we're like kind of he he had just paid off his first mortgage the, <laughs> the first kid was on the way the just cold war is finally way. over yeah, yeah the cold run war run is run ending Oh my god! Um, basically, just at our house. I mean, I was a kid, obviously, but for for the most part, it was one of those kind of coming of age and generally feeling uh, that, or and or have, having your parents say that Santa still exists and kind of going, okay, you're kind of on the fence at least at that point. So we're you know heading towards Christmas. Everything's you know going pretty well or whatever. Um, and there was this toy line specifically that uh, was called Spy Detector. And they had a bunch of basically like fedora trench coat with the hood or the the trench coat collar popped up. And it was very spy kind of oriented uh, in terms of all of this fancy. You'd have like a wristwatch that Dick Tracy you could literally like talk into or, mm-hmm. you know, do something like that. And... Um, there was a specific watch that I, that I was talking about um, that I wanted for Christmas specifically. And they're like, okay, well, my parents just kind of came back and they just kept saying, okay, well, just, you know, you continue to kind of write a letter or whatever, tell Santa that you, you want that or whatever. Um, they mail the letter, blah, blah, blah. We kind of go. And then a couple of days before Christmas, I'm just like bursting with, you know, excitement about, okay, man, I, I've, I put this letter all together, you know, Santa, I really told him, you know, that I I really wanted this gift. Uh, There's no way that he couldn't get it. He couldn't get it for me. Um, And I just kind of, I'm kind of, I guess I was snooping around. I don't even know why I was snooping around or whatever. I was Mm -hmm. probably looking for a Christmas present for something else. But I find under my parents' bed, unwrapped spy detector watch. Let's go! Yeah, broke your heart. But, Breaks your heart. Yeah, 
heartbroken, you know, excitement, obviously, you know, I would, you know, on opening it on Christmas Day, it was going to be like, the, you know, the best thing, but, you know, Santa's not real, so... Uh, you know, hey, for any correct. kids watching, sorry. <laughs> yeah, for any I just kids got watching, an argument Santa the other day at Walmart with a little kid trying to tell him Santa was still real. So, <laughs> Bruce, he's <laughs> arguing with children in Walmart. He's real, you, you bitch. He's yeah, real how right dare here. you? Yeah, he's been sub. He's been sub to Santa for such a long time. <laughs> Back and back when I was in like seventh or eighth grade, my parents like they came over to me and was like, "So we need to talk about something, and it might be hard." And you were in eighth like, grade. Santa's and not real, but but then <laughs> you were Keep in mind. Keep in mind, I knew this. You got to go in high school already. But, but, but I thought that maybe if I told my parents, they like wouldn't go as hard <laughs> because usually they'd get parents gift and then Santa's gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to so get the both. Like, sure, Santa's real. Santa's I cannot, be I cannot, be I cannot believe that. Me. This fucking I NFT that cost five thousand dollars. Real? <laughs> I can't believe you were about to start driving, and your parents told you Santa wasn't real. That's so when, fucking good, dude. When did y'all learn? Or dude, have you I, guys always been haters. I was like six, and my yeah, it was probably like six or seven, and my brother was like, "Hey, like my brother woke up like hella early, like he, and my older brother's." He's like he's 16 months older than me, so like a year and some change. Like he's not that much older than me. And he was like, "Hey, he woke me up at like five in the morning. Like I mean, it was dark. He like wakes me up. He's like, he's like, hey, dude, like let's go see if Santa brought the presents. And he's like eight, and I'm like six. So we like, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go, right? So he like gets me up out of my bed. I like walk downstairs, and my parents are putting the gifts under the tree. And I was like, well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> I caught him in the act, bro. They were putting them under the tree. Maybe Santa, like, told your parents to do that. Dude, Maybe they... My parents... Thing. It's Listen, I have five brothers and sisters. Like, my parents didn't care about lying at that point. They were like, yeah, sorry, dude. You can't see Jesus. Doesn't mean he's not real. Listen, well, Santa Claus is indeed so, not real. So, so maybe Santa Claus is inside all of us dude. this whole time. Whoa. Whoa, oh, yeah. pause. That's crazy. Whoa! Me a yeah, clip it. Clip it. Clip it. Jesus Christ. How's that feel? That's, that sounds comfortable. He says ho ho ho. Alright, let's let's keep it moving. Alright, so um moving away from the holiday topics, let's move into something a little bit more it causes a little more brain power. So would you live forever if you could yes yes no yes. i wouldn't oh. right because i think that, is, that i think the finality like like the the knowing that one day you won't be living i think that that's what makes life like really good like like really 
like sweet i i guess like right like because if you live but we'll say mitch let me rephrase it right so say you lived forever but everyone you ever knew didn't right would you just want to be alive forever and everyone you ever knew everyone that was ever your friend just died and you were just still hanging out like that would dude, suck dude, dude i am so good at m making buddies <laughs> you're just like i'll just make a new friend like, that's awful like like yeah. Like, the Mitch is like, I've been holding Cardano for 300 years, dude. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I have been here since it was at 30 cents. Now it's at 3 billion. Yeah, fuck you guys. This, this, is, this is the way I'd become a very wealthy vampire. I just think that, like, I wouldn't want to if no one else could, right? Because I feel like I would just always be sad, right? Because you'd just, like... Your family would be gone. You'd make more friends. They'd be gone. Like it would just be. A, it would just be sad. I would just. I'd. I'd rather just Dude, kick the bucket. See ya. You. You can make family wherever you go, though. It's not the same. Find. It's not the same. Gray and Brucey, come on, help me out here. Help me out here. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Three to one, baby. Three to one. Yeah, three to one. Let's die. You know, just like T is saying, like, the finality of life specifically is what makes it so sweet. Like, you know, we know that we only have a certain number of days literally on this earth, you know, to right. do whatever it is. If that's, like, create your legacy, if that's hang out with your family, if that's build 14 businesses, you know, whatever it is. You only mm -hmm. have a certain amount of time to do that. And at any given point during your lifetime, it could come to a stop like mm -hmm. that. Like it, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Like hopefully that doesn't happen. But for the most part, like that's what kind of I'm not even leaving the like house the tomorrow. Life. Yeah, facts. Neither am I never again. Never again leaving. Brucey, Brucey, what do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think eventually you would just become emotionless. I mean, like... Uh, Dude, I'm already emotionless. <laughs> um, but yeah, That's true. I mean, Try being single for two yeah. years. <laughs> I feel nothing. First, first, I first, I felt like I needed something, and then I felt hatred for feeling like I needed something but now but now I don't feel shit now he I has now he had now he has his own you know fan base twitch.tv backslash <laughs> right yeah CNFT. It's it's CNFT of 16 year olds that obsess over me Jesus hey stutter let's remember you're in your 20s right so like let's let's kind of you're teetering on that line <laughs> to the FBI watching this, bro, it's a joke. It's a joke, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> You're I, such an idiot. But, but my my thing is like you you can then find those reasons to live. Like say say a bro, but four hundred years later, bro, like. Years, I'd like to be a painter. Then for thirty years, maybe I'd like to do do construction. 
then in 30 years, maybe I become a lawyer. I think you're. Th- I think in your mind, you're getting like more like flexibility in life. I think that life is just as challenging. It's just challenging forever. <laughs> like I think you're thinking that like, oh, I can just be whatever I want and just keep doing it. No, but dude, life's still dude, it's gonna be hard. Dude, dude, you can be whatever you want if you live for 400 years. You can be. Yeah, but more than more than. I mean, I guess you have job related. You, you pretty much just explain Uncle Ruckus off of uh, off of. Uh, yeah, what's that anime <laughs> show where he's like literally every job? He's like the janitor, the 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 teacher. He's like everything. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna be alive forever, forever, I mean, you might as well, I you know, run the country or something. You know, it's the Boondocks. Yeah, the that's what it is. It's the Boondocks. That's, that's right. You see him. He comes around every corner and he's but, something new. <laughs> dude, dude, honestly. That would be kind of enjoyable. Then you could go a mountain climbing up every mountain, but ass naked because you can't die. You can live forever. I think Mitch would just like Mitch would just jump off shit because he knows they yeah. couldn't do it. Sounds miserable. Hey, I'll be. Yeah, back. it just sounds miserable. Like 30 Maybe I just don't think it'd be fun. You guys being married and shit. Fuck that. Dude, come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> what, what, are we, what are we actually talking about here? So do you, do you jump off this building or mountain or whatever it is, and you live forever, but do you regenerate? Or do you keep your freaking mangled corpse and just keep crawling around? Is it like a Call of Duty respawn? You just get, yeah, you just get back keep like, going. You're a, it's a bag of mush and bones crawling around. <laughs> and like, what is that? Help me. Help me. Love me. Take my spot, man. Every time a hiker goes, no, not the scary movie reference. The taking my strong hand. That's a good one. I love that. Watch out for my panties. So, so I'm thinking more so like vampire shit. Like as long as I don't land on a tree branch that's like shaped like a cross, then I'm fucking good. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Along the way, noted. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys be a vampire? I wouldn't because you have to be like awake at nighttime, and I definitely like to sleep. So no. But, Absolutely not. But you to live such an extraordinary life that nobody else would. Yeah, so because I'm a vampire. By having to feed off of. Yeah, it's like, oh, but, dude, but then be, I feel like that's like totally be fun. chased down and you know propped up like a, an experiment. Yeah, people are trying to stake me. People are trying to stake me, bro. No. In 2022. You can hide. <laughs> Every day, man. And that's why life is cool. They, they, <laughs> they did never think it's. Oh, there's a vampire out on the loose. I just go go from city to city to city, just just eating fucking like big big booty, you know, thigh meat. The, the entire time, dude, dude, I'd be fine. People are so you'd be, on, you'd be streaming on YouTube in no time, bro. Be... Yeah, yeah, he'd be at at, at Twitch TV. Uh huh. 
backslash. He'd have, he'd have Logan Paul. Stutter Boy CNFT. He'd have Logan Paul being like, I have a real life vampire coming on the show today. Right. Yeah. Which, which, see, but then that's kind of a rough tale because if you do anything illegal on the internet, they're like, boys, we found him. (laughs) Then then I'd have to kill them. And then my my own big booty vampire army. How do you do? Do you you bite them on the internet? It's a tough life. (laughs) (laughs) First, first I'd ask for their consent. But if they say yes, I mean, Jesus, alright, let's pivot off. Let's pivot. Yeah. 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 Let's let's formality. Yeah. Let's let's pivot here. Let's pivot here. I have a good. I have a good. Would you rather topic? So, so would you rather? Fight someone gladiator style every day, and like in an arena, right? So like every day you're going in there gladiator style. Like every single day you have to fight like a grown man. Or would you rather have whatever you think always happen? Dude, I have some bad in. What's it called when it's like thoughts in the back of your mind? Like in errant thoughts, coherent thoughts. Something like that. Ooh. I hope you're coherent. That means you're like thinking clearly. So I think that's coherent. Uh, subconscious. Dude, subconscious. Yeah. Sub, dude. I have some. Like, or, or like you'll be like driving. Like what I'm saying is like you'll be like driving and you'll be like behind like like a truck that's like hauling like lo- like tree logs and it's like final. You'll, you'll think of that, like final destination of the log coming off. But like imagine that hat, dude. I'm taking the gladiator, bro. I'm not. I'm not. Every time something thinks like I something pops in my brain, it just happens immediately. That would be fucking terrifying. I'm not doing no, that I shit. Think it's some crazy shit that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going toes but, with the gladiator. But. What if I become a monk and I've got an empty mind? Then, that then I can be like, now I'll think about big booty of Latinos and then I'm Jesus, dude, it's just going. The thigh meat, it's back. The, the, but, but it's things like that where this could become a talent if you learn how to. But you just think you just think one bad thought. Then it's over. That's it. See ya. You'd have to be in like a constant state of meditation and like yeah, <laughs> dude, dude. Have you seen me bald, bro? I'd make a badass. Latino. He, he, dude, dude. He, when he's bald, when he's bald, he looks like he can like rub his head and have superpowers. <laughs> do it, do it. You guys know it, the anime of One Punch mm-hmm. Man. Yes. That is me bald. <laughs> I've got that much power. Anything I touch, it fucking explodes. <laughs> One thing I know about Mitch is he always, he always, I feel like he always overestimates his abilities. <laughs> yeah. Is that <laughs> Saitama? Yeah. That, that character was based off of me. So, so are we, are we... <laughs> so are we back to the are we back to the three on one like is it me Brucey and Gray like we'll take the gladiator every time and Mitch is like I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> I write half I write half of these topics just to see what Mitch is gonna say about something because I always know his opinion is gonna be the most out there opinion out of anybody that we could ever have on. <laughs> but you 
could learn to control that shit, but also could you? No, you could, but I'm just saying it just takes one time, bro. It takes one time of me thinking Final Destination, bro, and I'm out of here. See ya. What? What if I get my parents to, to turn on parental settings? So, <laughs> so, so I literally never learned anything bad. In your own brain. Yeah, but if, yeah. if everything I mean, happens upon you thinking of it, you would just be like, oh, I wish this was on right now. Boom, passcode, parental, just gone. You're watching it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but You'd be like, man, dude, I got to fart, fart. I mean, immediately. <laughs> like, you can't do anything. Like, as soon as you think it, as soon as you think it, it's like, it's there. But, but that's like one of those things. Like, say you live in North Korea. And nobody's ever like taught you, taught you about all this like heinous shit that they're doing. Then, then, then a big portion of those people have no idea that that this heinous shit actually is happening. Well, I think it's, I think it's like, it's, I think it's like grown, like adult humans, we can kind of like discern like good from bad, just generally. Most people can, so I feel like you would, like you would know. You know, yeah. I get in like a general sense, maybe not in like very specific like scenarios, but yeah. in a general so sense. So if we dig into the meat, so we're back to the three on one. If we dig into the meat potatoes ahead, on that, are we? Um, if does it have to be visual in front of you, or could you just think of something <laughs> way you know way along the? It could be anything. Hmm. It could rough. no, yeah. You could think of anything. You can be like one. Yeah, you can be like, I wonder if my mom's eating salad, and then boom, salad. She's like, what the hell? Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. Dude, I'm taking the gladiator, bro. I'm fighting. This is gonna make me <laughs> shit my pants, and then I just shit my pants. I feel like, just, like, what if one baby in Timbuktu somewhere just got punched by a bomb? <laughs> yeah, right. boom. It happens. And That's crazy. Crazy. No. That's crazy, bro. Nobody, Nobody wants that. that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Hi, there's a doomer. So I, uh, I am a doomer. I normally think most, about the bad. So, so in Tyler's world, maybe it's bad. But maybe in my world, it could be good. Because it's like Tyler would be like... I mean, but but, but everybody is... Ev like, everybody who's ever watched... Everyone who's ever watched, like, any movie or anything... Like about like The Walking Dead, whatever you like. What would I do during a zombie apocalypse? Like I definitely like I'd camp out here. Boom, happens. Like any like I'm saying literally any time you think of something, it like it literally happens as soon as but you it, think about but, it. But then if you're fast enough, you can reverse that. That is true. I mean, you could, but think about like the mental like like hopping back and forth you'd have to do to just be like, oh fuck, and then think of something new just to get you out of it. Doctor X up in this bitch. Yeah. You're doing what, Mitch? Yeah, I'm do do Dr. 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 X up in this bitch, man. Oh, yeah. You're just, you're just using your brain and just fucking doing it. He's like, he's like, eight of ten dollars, eight of ten dollars. <laughs> it's fucking going up. <laughs> Pump, he's pumping all his bags. He's like, fuck, come on. <laughs> so, uh, kind of going off of that topic. How do you guys deal with like stress? <laughs> we just went to a deeper topic. Like it's just it's just progressively like making you use your brain. That's right, right. Um, Gray, you want to go or you want me to go? 
Uh, hit it up, man. Um, well, uh, Missouri just got legalized, so there's that. Um, but hey, shout out Missouri, bro. Bro, most Midwest states they're kind of mid, bro. Shout out Missouri. That's yeah. awesome. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so that's uh, you know a little bit of a medicinal medicinal help is always nice. Um, uh, but yeah, other other than that, uh, the gym. I play a lot of hockey, stay active, hike outside a lot. In the summertime, I'm constantly camping and and getting on the river. Um, a lot of drinking going on there too, but you're still active, so. Um, Hey, bro. Yeah, as long as you're as long as you're drinking alongside of doing something else, you know, then it's good. It's good, right? You know. Um, and then, yeah, uh, really, uh, th- this whole space it's it's kind of stress free, you know, minus minus some of the some of the stuff that goes down. But um, it's it's cool to jump into, you know, see wow. how everyone's doing. It's it's just a nice kind of escape escape go. Yeah. That's where I'm. That's where I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to like just lessen my my like discords and bags and shit like that just to like focus on a couple of things i feel like it's super stressful to check on like 10 things that like i'm holding at any given time just to see like what it's doing it's just it's so much shit to look at i mean it helps when half the shit you hold is kind of like a rug you know what i mean because you don't gotta look at it you know it's not worth shit you know (laughs) (laughs) then it's not worth anything i couldn't It's not worth anything, you know. So I mean, at least that takes the stress off my plate. I couldn't sell it if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, as far as stress goes, um, you know, similar to Bruce, it's working out. It's you know, definitely finding ways. Um, not necessarily just for me having it be physical. Uh, for the most mm-hmm. part, really trying to train my my brain specifically to, um, you know, intake good things. You know, not mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention to drama. I don't really pay attention to uh, a lot of the negative, uh, and I just try to uh, put as much positive out as I can because I don't know. For me, in, in general, and having uh, specific, you know, stress coping mechanisms or things like that, it's. Mm-hmm. to have things, I think, on the side that definitely help you, um, you know, cope with things yep. or deal or process or unpack or, you know, whatever the term is that you want to use for it. But um, ultimately, I think you need to, and this is my opinion, you know, you need to know how to regulate that for yourself. Um, it, whether that's, you know, like DCC has a mental health channel in the Discord. We literally go there and we're like, I'm having a freaking rough time, you know, like I need to talk to somebody about it and at least get it out, purge, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is uh, for the most part too, because if you don't talk about that stuff, that those are the things internally to me, um, the coping mechanisms will just kind of like push that down the road and then it just kind of goes boom and then it bubbles back to the surface and then you cope and then it goes down and then it comes back up to the surface. Um, until you kind of deal with it in general. So stress for me, obviously, it's the physical activity. I come from a super, super disciplined background. I was in the Marine Corps before. Uh, I was in the Army before this as well. So stressful situations there, you just kind of, and it's probably not the best, but you just kind of learn to, you know, switch it off, 
you're, you're like compartmentalize it. Yeah. 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 You literally, it's like, yeah. I'm here in this one given situation. Um, it is stressful, but you just kind of block everything out and you focus on the one task. When the one yeah. task is completed, then you kind of, you know, your vision goes from tunnel back to that you know, 360 yeah. view or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, That's, that is also very important when you become a dad. Be because not not only are you like needing to do this 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 this, but you are also a parent. So if you feel right, you're in charge of like another human's well-being. Yeah, that's so not good sometimes. <laughs> so if you feel that anxiety and it gets bad, to it to be able to, to just do that and like kind of flip over is huge i would have to agree it's really hard sometimes too because they can definitely push your buttons and i'm sure like all of you in all of your lives have that person that literally just is like boop and they push that button and you're just like you just go fucking bonkers you're kids like, are just mean <laughs> like yeah, kids are just know, like me know how to do it and they don't yeah, just we... push the button they do a little michael flatley tap dance on the button and they're like skirt in the line and you're just like what stop stop you know right for the most part you kind of you reel it back in and obviously you just beat yeah. them and then right beat them <laughs> jesus christ yeah clip my that man. my man <laughs> no but the, the djin way bing bong no bing bong. yeah exactly exactly i would say i would say that like i I'd like to try to do something that's like very like that's like engaging like my like what I, like my visual but that's also like very like mindless at the same time so most of the time I find that like just playing like video games or like reading a book or something like that something that like I'm like 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 I'm physically like I can like hold a controller or hold a book and like read something or like do something on the screen but like at the end of the day like it's kind of like mindless to me like I'm not really having to like critically think about anything that's going on I just like I like I die in the game I respawn I keep playing I just keep going back and forth like um so i feel like that's kind of a good way for like me to like just de-stress and on like a stressful day um that is something i have realized doing twitch is that this is literally my happy place this is my community of people mm -hmm. that i've brought together that and now come in every day and it just talk to me and make jokes. I make them laugh. I build that community. So kind of aware where NFTs used to be that end. They kind of are now. But I kind of need, need to focus elsewhere to build something else. Because I don't think I'll ever do like some like Cardano NFT like super big project no matter how big we get how big we grow because that's not me yeah my job is to make people smile make people let make people entertained and maybe take a tiny bit of their society and put it put it onto the, the back burner because not everybody can flip that easily so yeah. things like that where there's like some of my Twitch people where they deal with super bad de 
depression. Their mm-hmm. parents are f- fucking terrible to them. And keep in mind that they're they're also 16, so everything's super dramatic and all. But this is the, the way they view their world. So literally anything I can do to make them feel better will kind of, in a way, make me feel better. Yeah. Because it always feels good to be like part of something bigger, right? Like no one likes to feel small. So I think that like that's important too. You know, you always want to feel like, I think that yeah. that's important in the what we were talking about being in the cnft community in as a whole like it feels good to be part of something bigger than just yourself you know so i think that's always important for sure like just the the inclusion factor of um you know being in a project in general i I don't know for me whatever reason i don't even really know i haven't looked into it but caring about somebody and like building a relationship with them and genuinely caring like how that person is doing is just something that is built in inherently you know like i don't know i don't have a flip you know a switch that i just you know flip on but if i hear that somebody is hurting i guess maybe there's those mechanisms that i use for stress or whatever and like oh i immediately kind of go to that person and go hey well what you know what's going on can let's talk through it let's figure out maybe it's the quality background maybe it's the uh, critical thinking it's you know using at least whatever it is that i have brain power to go okay there's something in your life that you can fix or you know something is causing that let's find what the root cause of it is and then we can at least kind of steer you or guide you in a direction completely lead away from depression instead of like yeah <laughs> yeah well and yeah yeah i think and i think also too just like well i mean the internet as a whole but especially in like the cnt space like i was mentioning earlier we all have pfps that aren't like a picture of but i feel like i feel like our community has like a certain amount of like anonymity to it to where like you normally wouldn't like pour out your which which is kind of sad in a way like you wouldn't pour out your heart to like yeah. your like best friend or something maybe because you're concerned about the way they might view you or like view the situation that you're in but with the anonymity being behind the screen behind a pfp like it's a lot easier to be vulnerable with people at least in my own experience right because like they don't they're not gonna they're not gonna like tell your other friends or anything like that like they don't know you on like that very personal level so it's a lot easier to just get shit off of your chest in that way then uh- then on top of that, it could also be the exact opposite, where it's like these are people that you have no idea if they that they actually genuinely care about you or just just enjoy the NFTs you picked. Well, I think that as like as like adults, though, like we're able to kind of like discern that like over time, right? Like I'm being in, in NFTs for like or CNFTs for almost a year, like I'm able to discern. Who who is more of like a like a like I would consider a friend over someone who just is bought into the same like project that I'm in that I might tweet at like every now and then you know I feel like that's over time that's a lot easier to discern. Yeah, yeah. That's my take. The big T take. They call me Big T, which stands for Big Take. Big takes coming over from here. <laughs> hot, hot, take. hot takes. Let's go. Um, speaking of that, let's kind of in the same breath, what is one thing that no one prepared you for about being an adult? So, right, like as a kid, you're always like 
pumped. You're like, bro, I'm about to make some money. I'm going to get my own car, like my own place. Like I'm about to be an adult. What is one thing that you like as an adult now, you were like, damn, bro. Like they, someone should have told me about this shit first. Which I know is a deep question, so I can kind of go first if no one has like an immediate thought. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go first. I would say the um, I would say the being, I would say being like, as you get older and you're outside of like high school now. So a lot of your friends from high school, you're just used to you're just used to seeing because you're kind of like forced into the same environment, right? So you have like these really close friends, but it's like you're all you're just used to like being around them all the time. So I would say. Um, something that's like struck me over the last couple of years is just like the, how intentional you have to be to like maintain friendships, right? Cause you, you work like an eight to five, nine to five job, right? On the weekends, you're trying to catch up on like housework and shit that you didn't get to do from the week. Cause you're tired. And there's just like a lot of like your friendships. You just kind of like let slip and not intentionally. It's just, I mean, you just weren't intentional enough to like put that in the front of your brain. It kind of kind of fell back. And then there's like a lot of friends that like are your really close friends you haven't talked to in months just because like life's busy and you just kind of let that slide away. Um, so I would definitely say like that. I've like, kind of reflected about that a lot lately and just how like wow. intentional you have to be to like just maintain just friendships. Like it's hard, bro. It's, like, life's fucking busy as fuck. How do you like counteract that? I think it's just kind of like being, I, I think it's just always, I, I think it just goes back to being more like aware, just being like more aware that like you have to be intentional with those things, right? That like it's, it's really being aware that it's really easy to like work your job, get off, like have a drink, cook dinner, cook like, and then just go to sleep and then just like kind of rinse and repeat and you can kind of get like caught up in doing that over and over and over again. And I think that it's almost just about being like aware that like, there's a lot going on outside of that, like routine that you have going on. Um, and like, you have like friends outside of that routine and like, maybe you should like check on them and see if you want to go grab a beer or like hang out, you know what I mean? And, um, I think, yeah, I think it's just more so about like, just being aware about that. So I, uh, used to be super super bad at that where maybe oh, i'm the worst girl <laughs> but then i couldn't talk to my buddies for 10 months and then we'd mm -hmm. meet up and they'd be like dude where have you been and like, right well well i got some pussy boys <laughs> jesus christ nice but please put in just a bit more effort which i completely get but my thing is time management mm. when you don't do the same thing every day is so hard. Like so, yeah. so hard and maybe that be because of my ADHD or because of all the multiple jobs I'm doing mixed with it kind of relying on me. That, that That's so hard, but the, the fact that nobody taught us that at all and they kind of taught us the opposite where they're like this is what you do on mondays this is what you do on tuesdays wednesdays thursdays then do that which which i don't feel like works in the real world because there's always something different you need to be doing Wait, wait until you work in software sales, baby. It's the same shit. <laughs> every day, wake up, check the emails, make some calls, set some meetings. Same shit every day. Yeah, for sure. 
Brucey, what do you got? Uh, I, I think I'd have to agree with the time management one. I think uh, I think that one caught me off guard whenever I, um, you know, uh, left high school. I was, um, T, you mentioned you were in a small school. I uh, I graduated with 90, 90 mm-hmm. kids in our in our high school. So, um, oh, bro, try 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 sixteen. 16. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, more like I can I can name that. like like when I graduated as a senior, I can name anyone freshman through high school. I mean, through senior, I can name every single person in my high school. Yeah, off the top Holy of my head. Cow. Yeah, so small small town kid, um, friends with everybody in town, you know. Um, and yeah, that time management piece. As soon as um, I went and I went and played hockey at a at a local college about an hour up uh, east of where I grew up. Um, and it was just a culture shock and a half. I couldn't, I was playing a sport. I was not ready for that. You know, some of these kids that go to some of these 5A, 6A schools, they're graduating with four and 500 kids. They're used to being in a college environment and like getting from one class to the other. You know, our school, I could trip and fall into my next classroom, you know. Uh, right. Um, so, yeah, I think time management was a big one. I, I had to really hone in on that one because I, uh, yeah, I, I screwed myself royally when I got to college after that. Same, same. There'd, there'd be days because the person I was bunking with my freshman year was equally bad at it. There'd be days he'd come back at like, 30, 30, 4 30 on a Tuesday, and I'd just be watching fucking anime, <laughs> and he'd be like, "Dude, don't you have a 7:30 class?" And then I'd say, "Dude, don't you have a 7:30?" <laughs> then we'd like high five, but but it's things like that that they n- never teach you until you do a boring ass job like what T does hey bro come on buddy's <laughs> clowning me that he does. where you get used to that cycle and even when you also have two babies that you <laughs> kind of also need to take care of right right and I think that's I think that's a big part about like being like more than just like a Cardano community member, like we're all like you know a part of like um, well, Mitch used to be, but a part of like CNFT like teams for different projects. And I think it's always like to me at least. I don't, I don't want to speak for the group, but I think to me at least, like the the whole CNFT side of my life is like an escape from like the fucking like rat race of like normal life. You know, it's like you wake up, you you like work in the same corporate job every day. Like it's fucking boring, you know, but like CNFT, I log on, there's some new drama, like some new project dropped. It's always like something that's like refreshing to me. And I think that, or, or there's, there's people I can talk to all over the world on discord at any given time. And I think that like, that's always a good way to like draw me out of that, that fucking hamster wheel of like just running the same thing over and over again. And that's what I really like enjoy about it. Probably like subconsciously, probably more than anything is just being able to like get out of like normal shit. That's, that's a big thing I do uh, like about the podcast was be a, be a for doing this. It's a like same thing every day. I drive Uber, I come on my go live. I drive Uber, I come on my go live. I drive Uber, I come on <laughs> go live and those are two very easy jobs but they they can also burn you out because they are mm-hmm. so easy where like maybe i could turn that off 
but then I wouldn't be a living. Yeah. Because yeah. like we talked about, we don't live forever. So we should do our best to live now. Mm. But not everybody can do what I do. So it's to to have something like this where I can do same thing day after day after day and then I'll text Tyler and be like, so who are we getting on? <laughs> so it's so comfy. So, so comfy. And even back when I did work for CNFTs and I modded and shit, same thing day after day after day you go in the discord and people are hit up with the the gm the gm gm going to all the twitter the discord channels gm gm what's up everybody yeah yeah i think the uh big thing at least for me oh man um the path isn't linear right um the the straight I mean, everybody from at least, you know, all the way from our educational system from, you know, first grade through high school, like, no, this is, there's only one way to do it. You can only be mm. successful doing it this one way. And that's going through education. Okay. Do your homework, get good grades on tests. Okay. You do that. You go to middle school. Okay. Do your homework, get good grades on tests. Okay. You do that. You go to high school, do your homework, get good grades go through that and then it's the same thing okay you go to college you do the same thing and then you can get a good job after that like life isn't linear like that and I, I really wasn't prepared um specifically I think in that case to just kind of go you know I wish I would have thought about um, the path in general more earlier on I had an income oh yeah just like you know, I'd be in high school and be like, why the fuck am I learning this stuff? Yeah. And, and I would ask the teacher and they'd be like, well, that's in the syllabus. I'm like, that's not a good answer. You know, yeah. no, no wonder I don't like coming here. You know, no wonder I don't like learning what it is that you want to teach me because you can't even tell me the practical application of what this information is going to do it for me in everyday life, in a real world, uh, you know, occurrence or having that practical application in my life. So... You know, there's not one way to do things. Yeah. If you have a niche in an industry or you're very good at something and you want to monetize that somehow, there's a way to do it. Yeah. There's literally like, and I think that's where we're definitely failing. And I can talk about that for <laughs> a long time, uh, you know, in general, just because, I mean, Bruce and I have talked about this at length. Yeah. Um, there's not one way to do something. Uh, in life, at least to be successful. Granted, whatever that is, you know, everybody has their own version of success, whether that's being secure, uh, whether that's being able to provide for family, whether that's, you know, owning uh, 14 cars, whether that's a million dollars worth of real estate, like whatever it is that you yeah. know, is success for you, there's not one way to get there, um, you know. And, and and also on top of that, you should enjoy the journey to your version of success. Right. Like, there's too many people becoming doctors, even though they hate blood, and then they <laughs> do that 30 years by five Lambos, and they're like, 
Oh. Why did I do that? Be because they didn't enjoy a single part about getting there. But then you bring these like families into it, where you're like, now I need to be a doctor to support my family. Yeah. Which you you then put your purpose into them, but you should have something, something else to look forward to, because you are not always gonna come home to your smiling kids every single night. Yeah. You need something else to build up, which my parents never did. Which well, I think this is not me shaming them. But you would need to find something. You need to find your own purpose and your own goal to reach your own type of success. Go on. No, I was gonna say too. I think that like I think that the more you you think about it, like lay up at like like lay in bed at night in the middle of the night and like you're awake and you can't sleep. The more you think about it, I think the more that really it kind of just boils down to like to your to your thought mitch i think it just more boils down to just like a fear or to me at least it's like a fear of just like doing all of this shit for like nothing right like to to do this all for like so many years of my life and like work and like get a house and then get a bigger house and then get another car and then like have another kid and just do all of this over and over again and then like at the end of it all you look back and you're like i mean i didn't like i didn't enjoy it you know like it was there was it was just all like like i said the fucking rat race like i'm in the wheel i'm just going as fast as i can just hoping that like it's enough and yeah i just think that no one prepares you like gray was saying like it's at least speaking to america because we're all american i don't think the school system prepares you for any of that right it's just repeating like who discovered the pacific ocean like why do i fucking need to know that like i don't care like at the end of the day like teach me like good like problem solving skills or like how how to balance a fucking budget you know what i mean so i'm not in debt like my whole life you know teach me something that's like apple yeah time management teach me something that's applicable to being an adult not just like just crazy like algebra problems you know like it's just yeah me to find a mindset that will benefit me rather than just forcing your mindset upon us all like we are seeing that now more than ever where people are like this is the way you need to be that this is the way you you need to grow up and things are falling apart because of that yeah but but it's been doing that that for 200 years so like this is why we need this like this that this mindset where we can make money elsewhere than going to college each time I see a green bull cycle, uh, something's happening. You're good. I can still see you. Good. Yeah, you're good. Good, good. Keep going. Am I losing my internet? I don't think so. But well, I think this is like a. Way. I think this is a good topic to wrap it up on anyway. So yeah. if you just want to like close this out. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah why don't you just yeah take us home well anyways guys that was the DJ <laughs> report. 
and we hope you loved it. And if you did, drop a like, maybe sub. Maybe sub. So, so I should be live over on Twitch by the time y'all see this. At, uh, I need to look it up. It's like twitch.tv backslash <laughs> Boy, yeah, but as we as we normally do on an outro, uh, if, if you know, would Brucey and Gray, would you like to plug anything, pimp anything, you know, for the people to look at? Oh shoot! Um, obviously, we're wrapping no, my car here. The, the entire time. <laughs> we have seen Brucey's <laughs> lovely mouth and the bottom of his yeah. nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know um yeah i mean the the dcc we're not like we're not really pluggers that much we just generally um and genuinely love being in the community love being with everybody uh genuinely care about everybody uh, for the most part like all of the merchandise and stuff that we're working on i just had a meeting today with some vendors uh, we're definitely lurking on um, sourcing materials for different things. Good. Uh, we want to again make Good. sure that it's not shitty stuff. Like, yeah. You know, a one wash and there's giant the holes and merch everything. So that I've gotten that. so far, so comfy, looks fucking awesome. Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely look to build um, on that. Make them even more comfortable, more durable, so that they actually, you know, last the the duration of our longevity in this space. Hopefully, you know, we're gonna keep keep grinding. Mm -hmm. We're definitely gonna keep onboarding people to Cardano, having them come into the DCC and showing them genuinely right. what NFTs mm -hmm. and uh, crypto culture. Is yeah, um, gosh, uh, there's there's a bunch that that's uh, being talked about, but. Um, yeah, um, just uh, we're looking into all the merch stuff uh, right now. That's going to be awesome. We we I can't tell you how many conversations we've had uh, regarding that. Um, so that'll be awesome. Speaking of which, I think uh, great. We're, we're going to need to get T a shirt or something, right? Hey, hook me up. I'll, I'll DM you. That's right. Wag me. He said, yeah, I need I need I need a new pop socket. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put mine on actually. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. So you got that coming to you too. So that's cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just um, keep rocking. Um, big big shout out to everybody at the at the DCC for sure. I mean, um, uh, all the way from you know uh, the founder to the team down to the community. I mean, it, it wasn't just. Uh, done by two, three, you know, four or five people. It was, it was everybody. We've got a bunch of bunch of heavy supporters in there, so um, it's a it's a good look for sure. So big shout out to you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Thank perfect. you guys. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having us on. So the next biggest thing coming from DCC is the merch, because I did hear mention of a casino. Not too <laughs> so there's definitely mention of a casino for the most part. Um, that's in Jack's court. He's got you know meetings with devs, and he's you know wheeling and dealing on his side of things for the merch. Is specifically me, Bruce, and Ty within uh, the Discord and communicating 
you know, in real life, right. trying to get um, just more options available. So right now, we really only had some of the swag from CNFT Con, which was the pop sockets, the bottle wrenches, and stickers, and then uh, just a handful of the shirts that we have left, really. So for the most part, it's going to have, or we're going to be looking for, you know, more options, whether that's shirts, hoodies, you know, maybe it's slippers Please. and uh, pajama bottoms, you know, that's other things. Underwear, yeah, beanies, embroidered beanies, <laughs> things like that. Make so my cock huge. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay, well, on that note, thank you for listening. <laughs> and we will see you next right. time on the DJ Report. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Peace, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> I didn't understand that.